I graduated and I would look at all these people that were making a lot more than me, $60,000, $70,000 that didn't have a degree and they were younger than me or they were my age. And I was just like, what the hell? I worked so hard to get my degree. That should be me. It makes me feel and it makes me feel like, why did I do all that hard work? You don't deserve that. There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha folks and welcome back to Degree Free. I am really excited to have you here. Before we jump into it, just a quick reminder, if you have any questions that you want answered by myself or by Hannah, go to ask.degreefree.co forward slash question, that's singular question, not questions, and ask us your question there and we can answer it here on the podcast. I'm thinking this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week because I only have a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I have like seven things on my vision board or Kanban board for this thing. And I wanted to get into like a bunch of them, but they require a lot of research or they require a lot of reading, like each single one. So I was like, oh man. And I didn't do the reading and the research for you. And I didn't want to like half-ass it. I am putting a pin in that for later and maybe next week or the week after that, we'll get into those topics. I had a few things that I wanted to get into this week. What I wanted to get into first is a comment on YouTube from one of our most viral clips on YouTube. And this is about how Hannah got her first Salesforce job. Through the magic of editing, I realized that I can just play this clip for you. And once again, this comment that I'm gonna read is in response to this clip, which is one of the most viral quote clips that we have on YouTube. I think it's like at 250,000 views, which isn't a lot, but on YouTube it is. Let's listen to it, 33 seconds. So on my offer letter, the thing that was really crazy to see was where it said they wanted somebody with a requirement was an advanced computer science degree. I have zero degrees. I have no degree. I am degree free. I have no, I have no anything from a college. And that was really where I think for us it locked in where I was like, you don't have to, you don't have to listen to that. You can just completely ignore it. And you're not going to get called back every time, but you're going to get called back a lot more than you realize. So that is a clip from episode seven, how to get tech certifications all the way back when two and a half years ago. Now I'm going to read you the comment. This is one of the most recent comments, or at least as of recording this, that pisses me off that someone without a college degree can get a job that typically requires a degree, it makes me who went through college and busted my ass to graduate feel completely worthless. I used to feel the exact same way as this person. So I know exactly what this feels like. I used to look at people and be like, I work so hard. I deserve this. I deserve that because of all the hard work that I did. I would look at people, literally this exact situation, 
And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast before, but I, there's a lot of new listeners constantly every single week. So I want to keep telling the story because I think it's important. Not I think it's important. I know it's important. This whole mindset shift absolutely changed my life. I went to college for four and a half years. I got a degree in economics and then I got out and I've told this story before. I got a job that paid $31,000 a year. Actually, truth be told, I went and I got a job that actually got paid less than that. It's like $28,000 a year but I was only there for like, I don't even know. I can probably count it in days. I was only there and then I got another job and I stayed there for however long that I stayed there for year plus. And that was a $31,000 job. I talk about the $31,000 job because that's what I really feel like, but really I did land a $28,000 job that it was not much. It was like $10 an hour or eleven fifty an hour or something like that. I graduated and I would look at all these people that were making a lot more than me, $60,000, $70,000 that didn't have a degree and they were younger than me or they were my age. And I was just like, what the hell? I worked so hard to get my degree. That should be me. It makes me feel and it makes me feel like, why did I do all that hard work? You don't deserve that. I felt this way for years. And it wasn't until later that I realized like, hey, good for this person. They were able to reach where I want to go without quote, working as hard. Maybe I should ask their advice and see what they did so I can emulate it. It wasn't years until I figured that out. And there was a bunch of things standing in my way. Jealousy was pretty much the one. I mean, that was the huge one for me. I would look at the other person and I would just get envious of what they had and how they quote, didn't work as hard as me to get there. And you're not as deserving as I am because you didn't put the hard work and go to four years of college. You didn't pay to play like how I did and then put in the effort to get your degree. And then somehow you end up at the same spot that I did, or actually in somehow you end up further than I am right now. And going back to the last couple of episodes, and if you haven't listened to those episodes, I definitely suggest you do, especially episode 135, where we talk about being in the right vehicle, about how hard work doesn't matter. And this is just a testament to that. And I didn't understand this at the time. I worked really hard at graduating in four and a half years because most of the people on average, five and a half years is what it takes to graduate from a four-year university. That's just facts. That's just what it is. I loaded my classes up. I worked full time. I worked really hard. I think I took one semester of summer school. I think I did one class in summer school, but it was mostly just like seven classes. At the last semester, I did nine because I was just like, I need to get out of here. I can't afford to keep paying this. And so I worked really hard, but I was working hard in the wrong vehicle. I was working hard to get my degree, but I'd never stopped to think like, hey, is this the work that needs to be done? Or should I be working hard at gaining experience, building a portfolio, gaining skills, doing anything else but what I'm doing right now? But it was all of that hard work. It was all of that sacrifice that I had made to put in all that hard work to buy this piece of paper. It was all of that that made me feel resentful of these people and jealous of these people for being ahead of where I'm. I mean, just objectively, they were ahead. I mean, they were making literally double what I was making. <laughs> kind of crazy if you think about it. I was making $31,000 and I'm thinking about these people 
I don't want to say their names, but they're making 60,000, they're making $70,000. And to me, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, how? Why are you in that position? And I'm over here. I have the degree. Another thing that got me caught up was just pride, right? I was too proud to ask them for help. To ask them for help, I had to acknowledge to myself and to that person that they're smarter, harder working, more successful, et cetera, than I was. And I didn't like that. You don't have to think that way. Sure. Okay. That's the way that I thought about it. And it's honestly the, the way that I still think about it to this day, because you are asking them for their advice. You're asking them, how did you get to where you are? Because I want to get there and I haven't achieved it. You really are elevating them. I mean, you just think, Hey, you're somewhere that I want to be. And then when you do that, I felt that I had to lower my own status and be like, well, this person is smarter than me. This person is more hardworking than me. And I didn't like that because I was proud. I was too proud to ask for help. I talked about this a little bit on the episode that I did with Robin Altucher. I'll put that in the show notes for you, degreefree.co4 slash podcast. And then also I'll link to episode seven in the show notes as well, the episode for which this clip was taken and the comment was made. But it wasn't until I completely changed my mindset about the whole thing that my life really changed. My life took a 180 as soon as this mindset shift that this person has, that I had, completely changed. Instead of looking at people that took a different route than me and be jealous, I flipped completely and was super excited for them, was happy for them. And then I was able to ask them how they did it in hopes that there was one thing I could take away from the conversation that I could use in my own life selfishly. And you're like, wow, I am so happy for you that you made it and you are making $100,000, $200,000 a year. That's amazing. How did you do it? And being genuinely curious about it. Hopefully there's something in there for me to use in my own life. This is a little bit of an aside, and I don't know if I've talked about this with you guys on the podcast that much. And man, if I have, I apologize. I think a superpower is learning from other people's mistakes. I mean, I really think that that is a superpower. And it's a superpower that I don't have. I have always been the type of person that needs to experience something in order to internalize the lesson. I've always been the type of guy, like you ever go to a restaurant, let's just say like a steakhouse or something, you're at Ruth's Chris and the food runner comes out with the steak and they bring it and they're holding it with like a napkin or you know a paper towel or not a paper towel, but yeah, a napkin. They put it down on the table and they say, hey, don't touch the plate, the plate is hot. And you ever touch the plate? just to see like, how hot is it, right? Or, or that's it's not that odd, right? That's me. And I don't download things well when other people tell me. It's one of the things that I've worked on the hardest in my life, which is trying to learn from other people's mistakes, but I still struggle with it. But that's literally what you're doing when you're asking somebody how they got somewhere. They're somewhere that you wanna be and you're asking them, hey, how did you do it? You're asking them basically, give me the lesson without me having to go through it. It's one of the reasons why I make this podcast. It's one of the reasons why I listen to podcasts. It's one of the reasons why I read books is because I'm trying to learn from other people's mistakes. Books and podcasts are 
some of the most undervalued things in the world, especially podcasts. I mean, considering that you don't have to pay a, a penny for majority of the podcasts that are out there, they're completely free and you just have to listen to a, a few ads every once in a while. And we don't really even have ads. I have the same ad running on this that I've been having for like six months because I just don't have the time to make a new one and we don't have anybody sponsor this podcast. But even that, just fast forward through it. I mean, it's free. Whereas books, still I get it. I mean, obviously there's the library, which is a huge resource and I think it's an underutilized resource. Podcasts are completely free. It's literally just having somebody upload their mistakes into your brain. You download them and then hopefully you take it away and you learn something without actually having to do it. That was a little bit of a side, but getting back to it, just getting back to this comment and talking to whoever this was, I totally understand where you're coming from. I was that person. I felt that way. And it wasn't until I completely turned my mindset around that I started to see massive growth, both in you know relationships, but in my career, which is what we talk about here. For this person to like say that this is the kind of stuff that gets me down, if that person had done one more click, two more clicks, just degree free, click on our profile and then just watch one of our episodes because he's already on YouTube, just watch one of our episodes and be like, wow, I can do this as well. I have a degree. I can do this. Wait, if she can do it without a degree, and if I think of not having a degree as less qualified, which the person basically said, and I definitely thought that way when I was graduated college, when I had just graduated college, if this person, Hannah, or any other person has achieved what you want to do without taking the route that you're taking, instead of get pissed and write a stupid comment on the YouTube channel, why don't you just say, hey, how do I do this? Maybe their channel has something where they can help me. And sure enough, if they had clicked and made another click into our channel and then a click into one of our videos, they probably get a lot of help. And so that's for the first segment. I just read that comment and I think about who I was at that time a lot. It really affected me because I felt like it really held me back. I'm not picking on this person. I literally know what it feels like to feel that. And I don't want people that listen to this to feel the same way. I felt such a dramatic lift in my own life, in all aspects of my life when I changed that attitude. That's the reason why I wanted to bring that up. Moving on to the second part, this is really interesting. I don't know how to say this into I-N-T-O-O. They did a report, a survey, a study, if you will. Here's the title. Unlocking Organizational Success by Supporting Employee Growth and Development. I don't know about the title. I think I'm going to give that title a 2 out of 10. But the survey results were very interesting. I'm just going to go through a little bit of this report here. And I read the report so you don't have to. And let's get into their findings because I found it very, very interesting. I just wanted to talk about a few of the things that they found, which was to start off, we're going to talk about Gen Z a lot here. And it was really helpful because they actually defined Gen Z, which is 26 and younger, according to Into or I-N-T-O-O. I'm going to call it Into. If you're like me and you struggle with the generations, I got you or Into got you. It's 26 and younger is Gen Z. I really, really, really struggle with all of that. I don't know who millennials are or boomers or alpha. I, I don't know. But 26 and younger is who we're talking about, or at least when I reference Gen Z. 
So 46% of employees say their manager doesn't know how to help them with their career development. This is the interesting part. The next point right underneath that is nearly half. 47% of Gen Z employees say they get better career advice from artificial intelligence, including chat GPT, than they get from their manager. That's kind of wild. I was thinking about that a lot and I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. So let me know, Spotify comments, YouTube comments. Why do you think that is? One of the things that I thought about why that is, is because one, the obvious, I think Occam's razor is just like, would just say, is that because they don't know how to help them with their career, right? But the point right above it. There's like 46% of employees say their manager doesn't know how to help them with their career development. It could just be like ignorance. They just don't know. And then I think the second part could also be how often do you interface with your manager about career development? Whereas how many times do you go? How available is ChatGPT to you for your career development talks? So what I mean is I can pull up ChatGPT right now and I can interface with it 24-7. Late at night when you're up and you're just thinking, well, how do I advance my career? You can, the availability is right there. You can just instantly go to ChatGPT and it can give you answers. Whereas for your manager, how often are you going to talk about career development with your manager? Probably most of your talk is gonna be about you doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. I imagine that has a little bit to do with the perception of why the Gen Zers think that ChatGPT gives better career advice, at least 47% of people do, is that perception of availability. And not perception availability, just the availability of it. Especially when I was in corporate structures, I think back to the managers that I had, most of my experience, I was in big organizations and I was very, very low on the totem pole. It wasn't until later and then I became an entrepreneur that I really worked in small teams. I never really worked in like a five-man operation. The smallest company that I've worked at was a 40-person company. I think I'm remembering that correctly. And so... And then the biggest that I've worked at, tens of thousands of people they employed and everywhere in between that. And I think back to myself, would I have felt that way when I was the Gen Z age? When I was 26 and younger and in my first few jobs, the job that paid me $31,000 a year and then the subsequent jobs after that, would I feel like my managers knew the path of for career development? I would say probably not. And a lot of it had to do with the way that my managers had gotten there. But a lot of the reason why I say that, this is N of one, like this is my personal experience, was because a lot of my supervisors and managers, especially the larger the organization got, the more that they were okay with where they were. I didn't have a lot of guidance from them because they were okay with where they were. And if they moved up the ranks, it was just like a oh, it just so happened to be that way. Somebody retired and I can fill a position. It wasn't really so much, I'm gonna go after this position and then I'm gonna make the moves necessary to do that. From my own perspective, I probably would be in this 46% camp of 
my managers and my supervisors didn't know how to help my career development. I thought it was interesting just in general that they were asking Gen Z about career development and that we're going to find out later that they really care about it, which I thought was interesting, especially given the narrative that, oh, Gen Z doesn't want to work. I have heard that a lot. It's all over media. It's up and down our TikTok comments like Gen Z is lazy or young adults, they're lazy. I'm sure you've heard it as well. So I thought it was interesting that they were asking them about this. And it's interesting, the findings that we're going to get here. Once again, this is self-reported, but I'll get to it in a second. I want to get to this first. When asked who will stay, 25% of employees and an alarming 44% of Gen Z, 26 and younger, say they'll likely quit within the next six months because their company doesn't support their career development. I don't know what that means, though. I was trying to figure it out. Does that mean that the company doesn't have anywhere for them to go? When I was reading this thing, it sounds like it's mostly having to do with like having learning and development programs. So something like having corporate incentives for signing up for things like Udemy or Coursera, where they can take courses and get certified in different things that can help boost their careers. But if it's just about they don't have the room to grow, well, that would make sense. If I am looking to get the job above me and you don't have that, or you're not considering me for that role, then yeah, I got to go somewhere else in order to jump up in my career. But I did want to highlight this one, especially because I want to call back once again, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, please do. I want to call back to the last episode, episode 136, where we went over the Massachusetts Executive Order 627 with Her Excellency, whatever the governor of Massachusetts is, where they talked about retention. And you can see here, retention is important. As a job seeker, even with no experience at all, like if you are looking for your first job, if you are right out of high school, if you are in this Gen Z camp, or if you're a little bit older and you're in a career changer and you're thinking about changing careers and you don't have that experience in that next career that you want to go into, if you can make them believe two things, like one, you're trainable and you have the ability and capacity to learn and do the job. And two, that you'll stick around for a long time, you've got a leg up on a lot of people. So many people, because once again, talking about like what we did last week, by some studies, it takes six months from you being on the job for you to start contributing in a positive fashion, which is crazy. If you know that, okay, well, 44% of Gen Z say they'll likely quit within the next six months. If you are in that camp, well, that's almost half. If you tell them that, yeah, I plan on being here for a year, I plan on being here for two years and growing with the company, so on and so forth. And obviously you've got to get an interview and there's a whole process to that. But sure, when you've gotten to the point of selling yourself, if you can say that, you're already better than 44% of everybody else they're interviewing. And you at least understand that, okay, retention is a massive problem. And if I can just de-risk this whole thing for them, because hiring is such a risky proposition. Once they hire you, especially if it's for W-2 work, it's very difficult to get rid of you. And then also, once they hire you, they want to see if they've made the right decision. They're not going to know immediately whether or not you're bad at your job. 
So the evaluation period is a month, two months, three months. And then they, three months later, they're like, yeah, you're crappy at this job. And then they fire you. And then they have to hire somebody else and start that whole hiring process all over again. It's a very risky proposition, the whole hiring game. And so if you just de-risk that, if you're able to sell yourself and understand that and de-risk that for the employer, you're a leg up above many, 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 many people. So this is really what I wanted to get to. And this is very interesting. At least eight out of 10 employees say that having access to best in class learning and development opportunities would increase their engagement, job satisfaction, motivation at work, and likelihood of staying at their company. Nearly all Gen Z employees, 97% or more, say these outcomes would increase for them. Well, I think it's pretty cut and dry there. People want to be able to keep improving and keep working towards goals and be supported along the way to do so. So I guess for companies, the big takeaway, if you're listening to this, and you run a company that is to invest in learning and development programs for your employees. What I thought was interesting was that 97% of the Gen Z and thinking about is Gen Z really lazy? It's a narrative that we've heard a lot about. They don't want to work. They move from job to job, which is what this thing is talking about, or is a large portion of it because they don't feel supported in their careers because half of them, 46% of them think that their managers don't know how to support them in their careers. They don't know the next step to go after they have this job because they don't want to stay in this job for the rest of their life. Then they move and then they realize like that this manager doesn't know anything either. And so then they move again. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Degree Free Podcast. At Degree Free, we want to help everyone thrive and succeed without needing a college degree. And the only way to truly reach everyone is with your help. If you're getting value out of this episode, or if this is your second, third, or fourth episode that you're tuning into, if you could just ship this to a friend, just click that one button and share it with someone in your contacts or on your stories. It would mean the world to us and more importantly, gets our message out to more people who need help getting out of their current situation. If you could do that right now, that would mean a whole lot. Basically, all of Gen Z says like, hey, if we got more career support, if we felt confident that we could learn and develop our skills here, we would stay longer, our job satisfaction would go up, I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. What do you think? Let me know in the comments, YouTube, Spotify. I think it's a very obvious thing that people want to feel. This finding is almost no surprise, I suppose, when you think about it. People want to feel like they're continually progressing towards something. It makes me think of like one of the studies. I forget what exactly the study was and who and who did it, but it was a study that revealed like motivation behind people. And so they had to like put these bionicles together, like the Lego bionicles things. This is like 20 years ago, I think, or 15 years ago. And this is just from memory. So if I get this a little bit wrong, this is going to be directionally right. They had people put together bionicles and they paid people to do like five bucks or something like that. And they found that the more bionicles you put together and assembled, the more money you get paid. But I think it was like decreasing as well. So it's like the first one's like five bucks and the next one's four bucks, three bucks, so on and so forth. They did two different sets. One, they did it where they gave you a Bionicle and then they left it together 
And then they gave you another one to create. And then you created that one. And then you, you gave you another one. And they gave you another one. They gave you another one. You could see all of your work laid out for you that you see, you're like, oh, you made all five Bionicles or something like that. And then other cohort of people, they made them put it together. And then when they said, okay, I'm done, where's the next one? They would disassemble one that they just made right in front of them. And then say, okay, here you go. Here's the next one. And then they would just make them put together the exact one that they just did. And so what they found was that the cohort of people that had it just disassembled right in front of them even though the incentives were exactly the same and the tasks were virtually the same as well, they put together less Bionicles than the cohort that put together you know, multiple Bionicles. I suppose it's similar here, I think, in that you just want to see that your work is doing something, that you're like working towards something and you're not just like literally spinning your wheels, that you're not just staying in place and you're not just worried about the productivity of your work right now. There's gotta be a reason that I'm doing this, at least for my career, and especially for young people, because they are so young, they've got another 40 years to work and so they want to keep advancing. Whereas maybe, you know, thinking about my own managers and calling back to when I probably would be in the 46% of people that said that their managers didn't know how to help me advance my career. A lot of it had to do with, they were probably in a different place in life. They were in their thirties. They were in their forties and some of them were in their fifties. Some of them were in their sixties. They had a family, they had kids, they had teenagers. And they were just like, like, I've done what you're doing and I don't need to do that anymore. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm okay with where I'm at. Obviously, you can see that I've thought a lot about this and this this like little finding. I found it extremely interesting and I have a lot of disjointed thoughts about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And what do you think about this? I mean, if you're in a job right now and they offered you more learning and development programs and more credits, would that increase your job satisfaction? Is that something that you want? Especially if you're Gen Z, I want to hear if you're Gen Z or if you have a kid that is Gen Z. And I want to hear what you, what you think about this. Like, have you ever used ChatGPT to ask for career advice? When's the last time that you asked your boss? That's really what I want to know. When's the last time that you asked your boss to sit down and go through career development advice for, for you? You can put that in the YouTube comments, Spotify, or you can go to ask.degreefree.co for slash question. It's pretty open form there. So you can just record a video, record some audio and let me know. I know for myself, I might've asked a couple of times and in all the companies that I was at, the learning and development programs, they were there, but they're actually things that I wasn't very interested in. So I didn't really take part in it. I didn't really use them. But I'm thinking maybe if, if it was expanded to things that I did care about, maybe I would have used it. But I don't know. I'm, now I'm grasping at straws because I'm thinking years and years back. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what, what you're going through now. So that is the episode this week. Once again, if you have any questions, go to ask.thegreefree.co forward slash question. Ask us your questions there. Let me know about what you think about this into study. And I apologize for the first part of this program. If you've heard me talk about this and you're tired of me talk about that mindset shift that I had, but I talk about it a lot because I think about it a lot and it literally changed my entire life. When I see people comment, things like that, it kind of just bums me out because I'm just like, man, I know what it's like to be there. And I'm not saying that that person is not going to go anywhere and your mileage may vary. I'm not sure. I'm not you. 
But I know for myself, that wouldn't have got me far because it didn't get me far. If you go through that, I'll link the video that we watched together in the show notes, the grief reader at CO for slash podcast, go through the comments and just see how many people in that video, in the comments, just totally dismiss instead of like asking like, Hey, how did you do it? And there's like, Oh, it's because of this. She's white. She's filling a quota for women. Uh, she knew somebody on the inside, whatever, whatever, whatever name, all of the excuses that these people are thinking of because they are experiencing what I used to experience, what I was going through. It bums me out. And that's why I bring it up a lot. Anyway, I'm going to do work on next week's episode. And we are going to talk about one of those seven, probably two or three of those seven things that I am working on for you until next week, guys. Allah.